Voice Coaches Radio. Everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. 100. My gosh, you don't look a day over 90. Well, thank you. I can say the same for you. 100 episodes of Voice Coaches Radio. Can you believe that? I really can't, actually. The time has flown by. Absolutely. And that that's almost two years when you stop and think about it. That's right. It, it is. Two years of our life we'll never get back. <laughs> But anyway, you've been spending the, the uh, gosh, I haven't seen you at your desk all day yesterday or today. So obviously, you've been doing some research, something special for our 100th show here. That's right. I've been cooking up something, uh, a little extra special treat, I hope, for everyone. What we decided to do today in honor of our 100th episode of Voice Coaches Radio is give you sort of a look back over the past couple years of uh, greatness, <clears throat> if I may say so myself. <laughs> and uh, I went through and I pulled out some of, I think, some of the best clips uh, from the past couple years. But not just any clips, not just Warren and I talking. I know you guys would all love that. Uh, but we have clips from some of our most memorable interviews, including some celebrities, some professional voice talent, some of the team members here at Voice Coaches. And uh, we kind of cover a wide range of topics. There's some insight, some motivation, some humor, a little bit of everything. Oh, sounds like uh, fun. Can I just sit back and listen or do I have to uh, you know, get involved in this? I, I think I'm going to put you to work a little bit today, Warren. <laughs> all right. Well, you, you started out. Where do you want to go first? Well, I thought it was only fitting to start off with the man who started it all, and that would be, of course, David Bourgeois, the president and owner of Voice Coaches, who started the company and basically shapes the vision of the company to this day. And uh, he has a little insight on the type of people that are generally interested in doing voice acting. A couple weeks back, I was producing voiceovers for an upcoming PBS miniseries called American General. And in the recording sessions that we just finished up, we took 40 people through a variety of voiceover parts. Uh, we pulled it off over the course of two days. I'd say the average age that we brought in, probably 55, 60 years old. We had voice actors as young as in their 20s, had a couple people late 60s, early 70s. This was historically important material. It was very, very demanding. And uh, we really put these voice actors through their paces. And I'll tell you, I did notice something they all had in common. Regardless of where they came from, what their level of experience was, they truly enjoyed the process. And, you know, thinking back to more than 20 years in this field, that is a common thread that I see. You know, regardless of the, the type of voiceover job or what the money is on, a, on any given job, this field is almost exclusively populated by people who really enjoy the thing that they're doing. You just get the sense that they love it. It's, it's, it's fun for them. While you were out, we met our next guest. Uh, actually, Evan Farmer has moved on from there. You may know him from Country Music Television now. He hosts the Countdown Show there. And Evan shared his insights into uh, the professional part, being professional in your voice acting. My advice to anybody pursuing voice work in any market, but you know, let's take a, let's take a smaller out-of-New-York kind of market, for example, would be, number one, be available. And show up on time. It costs money to produce anything, and time is money. That's paramount, first and foremost. Professionalism is absolutely what I think you know gets people in the door, keeps them there, even when they're not performing as well or when there's other issues. And if you work, you're going to learn, and you're going to work more when you learn more. So, I mean, it's a cycle. 
Next up, here's a clip from my interview with John Glogley. Now, you might hear John a few times throughout the episode, but that's because John is kind of one of our special guests we like to bring into the studio every so often. He's a man many of you might know. He teaches a lot of the voiceover classes around the country. He also is a working voiceover actor and producer and has years and years of experience in this field. So we really like to get his insights whenever we can. And here, John talks about getting the word out about yourself as a voice actor. Social networking, I did a lot of it. I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. Um, I'm tweeting all the time uh, as far as voiceover work. One of the things I also do is when I'm out, and this has led to a couple jobs actually, uh, not the ones in Arizona, but a couple other ones. Uh, when I'm out, I talk about being a voice actor. So I, I talk a lot about it. I'll tell everyone that I'm a voice actor slash producer. They ask me what I've done, and then when I talk about some of the work I've done in the past, um, they get excited. And, and you know, one of the things I, I tell voice actors I meet is meeting a voice actor for most people is like a novelty. You know, I mean, if you think about it, how many professional voice actors do you know? And so when you meet well, one... I know a lot, but, but, yeah, but yeah. The, the average person <laughs> right. Right, doesn't know too many. So they, they remember, you know, you tend to remember that person. Next, I had the pleasure of talking with Daisy Brookshire. You're going to recognize Daisy as the voice in this next Geico commercial you're about to hear. And then she talks about following your dream. Oh, no. Your tire's all flat and junk. Oh, did I do that? Here, let me get my cellular out. Call your wrecker. Oh, shoot. I got no phone. Because I'm a pothole. So... Okay, bye. I've gotten a lot of attention, um, both from fans and then also from within the industry because of this pothole, which I'm very blessed and thankful for. And it's opening up new doors and it's making people realize, you know, she can do different things. And it's... You know, wherever the road takes me, really. I mean, you just keep pounding the pavement, and that's what I tell everyone. I mean, in this type of industry, you just can't give up, you know, because once you give up, then everybody else wins, and you don't get to live out your dream, so. You're right. It, there's, there's, there's always the opportunity out there, and if you don't give up, uh, you can make it happen. Right, and don't believe people that try to discourage you or tell you that you're not good enough or you can't do certain things because, you know, you're the only one that knows your limitations. Well, a lot of voice actors have various backgrounds, but you never know when you're going to run into one who not only owns his own pharmacy, but is also the former mayor. Here, Mike Lenz talks about how important patience and persistence really are. Well, the best piece of advice that I could give anybody who's going into the voiceover world is to be patient and be persistent. I have met other voice actors who had gone through training and did not have immediate success and got discouraged and stopped. And that's unfortunate because, as I said earlier, it took me seven months to get my first paid job. And if I had stopped and given up at four months, at five months, at six months, then I wouldn't have had any success in the voiceover industry. So like in anything in life, you have to, if it's a goal that you set for yourself and it's important enough for you and you're passionate about it, then be persistent because history is, is filled with stories of people that didn't give up and followed their dream and followed their passion and had success. And had they not done that, who knows what would have happened. So persistence and patience and be passionate. I've had the pleasure of working with this next young lady a couple of times. Heather Friends talks here about repeat work thanks to professionalism. By being extremely professional every single time I am on a job. And what I find is that work will just snowball from that. People will meet with me, I will work with them once, and I'm almost always brought back to work with them again. 
Some of you listening might also recognize this next voice. It's one of our producers, David Rodwell, who also travels the country to teach our voiceover introduction classes. And David talks about the elusive question of what if. I'm 60 years old, and I've done a lot of things in my life, and this is probably the most exciting, most glamorous thing that I've ever done. I would hate to wake up at 70 or 75 years old and look back and say, you know, if I'd only done that one thing I really wanted to do, if I'd just gone ahead and taken that one step, just go out and do it. Take that first step and don't wake up 20 years later and say, gosh, you know, I, I just wish I'd tried it. Now, it's not every day you get to talk to a huge movie star, but we're talking about big time here, folks. Ever heard of that little movie called Beauty and the Beast, that little animated thing that uh, Disney did a few years ago? Well, I want to tell you, Paige O'Hara was beauty, and she gave us some great time and some great quotes here, too. Listen to how she talks to us about bringing a character to life. I love the fact that she's she's revolutionary in terms of the role model of the kind of person and princess that she is. The fact that she's the first one that that is really searching for adventure, not searching for a husband, or <laughs> you know, she's uh, the first one to be into books and to be quirky and odd. I love the fact that so many girls identify with her. I get mail all the time, Mike, that that they just they love the fact that she loves to read, and then and also you'd be amazed how many. Girls write to me and say, finally, a brown-eyed princess. I, I feel like I, I look like her now. And it's interesting. They did change up her look when they started drawing her. She was really too perfect. She was like Angelina Jolie slash Elizabeth Taylor. And then uh, then they made her a little bit more quirky and still beautiful, but, but quirkier where little girls could identify with her more. And I think it really, obviously, it's really paid off because the, the amount of kids that, that respond to her, it's just unbelievable. Well, once again, I spoke with John Gologli, and he had some really good insights on how to stay in practice and how important it is to practice between jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that is the thing. I, you know, I have people who I think once they complete a program and they and they and they get a demo produced, um, they think that's it. You know, uh, and in reality, you have to continue to learn in the industry. And I do it. I mean, I I do as much voiceover work as I can, and not because I mean these days because I'm I'm busy producing and and out meeting voice actors. I don't necessarily have to do voiceovers, but a lot of it's to keep my chops up. You know, and and even when I don't have voiceover jobs, I do other things to keep myself busy. I mean, I'll get on the mic and I'll and I'll practice, and you just have to keep it going because you want to be at the top of your game when you do get a job. A lot of folks, when they first get into voice acting, think you've got to be in this major metropolitan area and you've got to know all these people. And you know what? Paul Hernandez will tell you differently. He's out there in Oregon. Now, he's probably out in Oregon saying they're out there in New York. But anyway, he's uh, on the other coast from us, or pretty close to it anyway. And he talks about it's, it's not location, it's motivation, and it's perseverance. I would say the best advice was what I received from voice coaches. And I have not forgotten this from day one. They said, if you want to do this, you just have to persevere. You cannot give up. And that is what I have stuck to. I've had friends that I've tried to bring in, and uh, after a few months, they give up. They say, well, gee, you got another job. Well, yes. Well, there's a little ray of sunshine that works here with us at Voice Coaches. Her name is Bonnie Drown, and she's one of our producers. And Bonnie, like many people who get into voice acting, has a theater background. And so we spoke with her about what some of the differences are between acting on stage and acting in front of the microphone. Wow, there are a lot of differences. In fact, I was amazed how much I did not 
no. And that was a good thing because it challenged me. Um, being on stage is great because you can use every single part of your body, your facial expressions, your voice to express everything that you want to for a character. Being behind a microphone is a totally different thing. Though you still change your facial expressions and you may move your hands around a bit, you cannot move away from the mic. And um, you have to be really creative with your reads. So you learn to emphasize different words. You learn to change the pitch in an area maybe where you wouldn't have thought to do it before. I'm not quite sure how to introduce this next guy because he's many people. He does a lot of character voices. His name is Mark Verselli, and he talks here about developing character voices, and then you get a chance to hear some examples after that. Listening is the key. You really have to listen closely, especially if you're going to do voiceover because the people don't have the opportunity to see you. When you're an impressionist on the stage, you have the added advantage of being able to contort your face or your body to match the character. When you're doing voiceover, it's just the voice, baby. There it is, you know, and it's got to sound right. Otherwise, you, you can't fool people. Hey, boo-boo! Here's my picnic basket. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here, ready for a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. I, uh, sorry, Miss Piggy. Money, gee, somebody's talking about money. <laughs> By George Magoo, <laughs> you've done it again. Oh, well, what, what, what is it you want, Mary? Is it the moon? It's the hand. The hand. It's it's coming after me. <laughs> I eat breakfast every morning a hundred yards from 4,000 Cubans who are trained to kill me. Good afternoon, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've been on the ultra-slim-fast diet, and look what the heck happened to me. Hey, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. A single mom who works two jobs and still finds time to take her son to soccer practice. That's a miracle. Good morning, Mr. Krabs. Hey, Patrick, I ripped my pants. Ah! And speaking of characters, this next clip is one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. It's with a voice actor named Rick Wasserman, and in addition to all sorts of network jobs, he voiced the Hulk in an animated movie for Marvel Comics. And we had a really great conversation, and he talks about creating a character, and creating a character as unique as the Incredible Hulk. All my life I've moved from one fight to the next. Now I don't know what to do. He's angry, and he's brooding, and he's... uh alone yeah so it was uh i mean those are not necessarily fun feelings but it, it was a it was a blast to be a part of that kind of hulk lineage in history which i was i was gonna ask kind of half joking if you know were you like in a bad mood all day after you recorded the part <laughs> although i'll tell you what it's very therapeutic uh, playing the hulk <laughs> yeah. yeah like the last session we had was all roar it was just almost from beginning to end was roaring and so they had to describe to me what was going on. All right, you're ripping apart a giant metal worm like a <laughs> FedEx package. Give us that roar. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and, you know, I'd roar for a while, and they say, good, it's got to be a little longer, a little sharper, and bring it up at the end. John Galogli is back for good reason. He has a lot of insight on how to market yourself, and the most important part, following up. If you're applying for an accounting job, you'd send your resume out. Right, to accounting firms. <laughs> right, but what people do here is they'll send their demo out and then they wait, you know, as opposed to following up. So you have to really come to terms with the fact that, yeah, I'm running a small business. I'm going to send my demo out and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow up. And that is really how you get to know people and, and it's what I do and that's why people hire you. 
You know, they hire you because you're in front of them. You know, right. every time they turn around, there you are. And, you know, they feel like they know you almost. Well, Ryder Strong is an actor many of you may recognize. He rose to fame with the hit sitcom Boy Meets World and now acts in a number of movies and television shows, but he also does a lot of voiceover work for some pretty big shows like Batman Beyond, Disney's Kim Possible. And here I spoke with him and he talks about just how much fun doing voiceovers is. It's a great job. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you don't have to learn your lines. You can look like crap. <laughs> and um, and there's also a lot a lot of freedom in terms of improvisation and trying things different ways. It's just you and a microphone. So if um, you want to try something a little bit different or change up the line, like, you know, it's you, the director, and maybe the writer sitting there and just try it. Hal Houghton is a professional. He gets it. He knows what he has to do to be successful as a voice actor. And here, he shares a favorite quote of his from someone I think you'll recognize that keeps him on the straight and narrow. The best advice I could share with anyone would be probably my favorite quote in the entire world. That quote was from Winston Churchill during some very dark days during World War II. Winston Churchill was addressing... Uh, the people in that country by radio, and one of the things he said was, never, never, never give up. What a great idea, Mike. This has been a lot of fun, kind of revisiting the, the previous 100. I'm going to have you plan my 100th. That was pretty good, what you came up with here. Well, I'd be happy to, Warren, and I'll tell you what, for you, because we've been working together for so long, yeah? I'll give you a little discount. Oh, hey, cool. But we've talked to a lot of people over the past couple of years, haven't we? We have, and our second 100 podcast episodes start next week. And we'll have more interviews coming up in the future too, so uh, make sure you listen to see who we talk to. Now, as you can tell, voice acting can be a lot of fun. It's a rewarding business for many, and you can learn more about it at one of our Introduction to Voice Acting classes called Getting Paid to Talk. We've been invited to universities, colleges, and schools all across the country, and we'll probably be in a city near you soon. That's right. The week of June 13th, look for us in a few spots outside of Boston. We'll be at Salem, Brockton, Winchester, and Weston, Massachusetts, and in Montgomery, Pennsylvania. And we're going to be traveling to Michigan as well, to cities including Detroit, Lansing, and Birmingham, also in Clifton, New Jersey, and Albany, New York. It's easy to find out when we'll be in your town. Just call our toll-free number, 866-887-2834. Or you can email us with any questions, comments, topic suggestions, and of course, your anniversary wishes for us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. Now, should we give out our mailing address so they can actually send us anniversary gifts don't you think yeah you know it wouldn't hurt what's the what's the what's the the gift for a hundred is it like mummy wrapping papers or something oh i think it's like um you know gold uh, from uh from fort knox <laughs> oh there you know, go. bars of it yeah right yeah. right so just send that to us don't worry about the postage and handling we'll take care of that part tell you what if you send us a gold bar we'll pay the shipping and handling. there you go absolutely <laughs> join us again next week we'll have a lot of fun hope you'll be here visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information And we talked to Evan about being, oh, professional. I put P-R-O-F and don't know what the heck it means. Isn't that terrific? <laughs> What's worse is that you wrote it down about 12, 12 seconds, seconds ago. 12 seconds ago, and I can't remember <laughs> exactly. That's how Thursdays go. Here's my car keys and, and house key and key to the front door here. And the key to my heart, Warren. <laughs> it's on there too, Bobby. <laughs> now I can't do this at all. Keeping in touch. Remember hearing, uh, oh, crumola. Crumola? Crumola? Nice. <laughs> Is that a candy bar? <laughs>
Does he have to get green to do this? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I have nothing to say. About that. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. I was going to say you might think we're ready, but I don't. <laughs> ready is kind of a loaded term. Now, do you want me to be able to see you? Oh, it doesn't matter. I just thought I'd rather face you than stare at a blank wall. Yeah. Well, we're there. We got I mean, a little... then again, when I think about it, it's kind of a toss-up. You, <laughs> blank wall. I mean, <sighs> tough, a tough call. All right, so you want to come out of it with, you know, the, the usual yeah. accolades for my greatness? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, it's not every day that we get to talk with a real movie star. I mean, we're talking the big time here. Have you ever seen that little movie? Now I forgot the name of it again. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, okay. All right. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time, Warren. Yeah, I know, and, and I am Song too. Song as old as rhyme. <laughs> Well, let me see if I can top that. You ever taught a mare? A, 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 a female horse? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> mayor is a two-syllable word, sir. Wait, can I just mumble a little more? It's like 17 syllables. Only two words actually came out. <laughs> That's my method. That's how I prepare. I'm, I'm very intense. Uh-huh. I'm like the Robert De Niro of, of voiceover podcasts. You know, we only have the day to do this. <laughs> Wait, actually, why don't you go ahead and say it's not easy being green again so I can insult you? Okay. <laughs>